Welcome to Living Water Radio. Christmas is going to be celebrated a little differently this year, but it will still be Christmas. What can we learn this year that will help make the focus of Christmas more meaningful? My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. It's a holly jolly pandemic Christmas this year. Santa got a vaccine injection direct from Dr. Fauci as an essential worker, so he's good. Snowmen and icicles are decorating Southern California homes where neither has ever been seen. One of our area hospitals is seeing patients in its gift shop. There's a Christmas irony for you. The malls are packed, as are the ICUs. I wonder if there's any connection. They say that the last few miles of a marathon are the hardest. Is that why we see so many people ignoring the simple steps they can take to literally save lives? Because it's hard? I've run a couple of marathons, and I know that the adrenaline kicks in with the end in sight. Let that be our reality. People trying even harder to do the right things as we near the finish line. Over 9,000 people have died of COVID-19 now in L.A. County and it's still rare to see anyone wearing a mask as they walk by our home. A group of people in Thousand Oaks held an event the other night to protest current restrictions by singing Christmas carols in a mall parking lot. No masks, no distancing. As a result of this indifference, we'll be celebrating Christmas apart from our families this year. We won't be traveling to exotic destinations. Our online shopping won't all get done or arrive on time because of COVID-related volume. We won't be going to our go-to local businesses for gifts. Some of them aren't there anymore. We won't be going out to restaurants. Some of them aren't there anymore. Our economy is starting to bounce back. Some jobs aren't there anymore. Christmas has become a difficult time for many. Missing loved ones who have died, particularly those who have died in the past year, trying to live up to everyone's expectations, trying to keep up the pace and the peace. I saw that one of our local churches is having a service specifically for those for whom Christmas is a hard time. They're calling it the Blue Christmas Service. It's been said that Christmas is weird. It's that time of year when we sit around a dead tree and eat candy out of socks. If that's all that Christmas means, that is pretty weird. Christmas is going to be celebrated a little differently this year. It's been disrupted by both the pandemic and by an increasingly secular, popular version of the holiday. By the 26th, it will be toast. By January 2nd, it will be packed up and put away. But what if we disrupted this year's disrupted Christmas? What if we made it into something less commercial, less about spending, something with fewer unreasonable expectations, something more meaningful? I know whenever I say something like that, I think of Pastor Inkvist, the pastor in Garrison Keillor's mythical Minnesota town, Lake Wobegon, who began an Advent sermon with a proposal. 
This Christmas, I propose that we resist the temptations of our world to make Christmas about the things we can buy. Let's make it less about the gifts we give and more about the gift God has given us in Jesus Christ. And just then his gaze fell to the row in front of the pulpit where his five children were mouthing words at him. No, Dad, no, no. We all get sucked into the Christmas machine and come out of it slightly more processed and the worse for wear, pledging to do better next time. What do you think? How do you try to resist the commercialization of Christmas? Not that it's been easy, ever. Think about that first Christmas. It's not a cute story or even a pleasant one. Mary, who likely is barely a teenager, is pregnant and Joseph knows it's not his. At a time when Joseph could have had Mary put to death for the shame she had brought upon them and their families. But Joseph, who, like Mary, had been visited by an angel, a messenger from God, moved forward with Mary. Just then, everyone was ordered to go to their family city of origin in order to be registered by the occupying Roman Empire. The Romans wanted to make sure everyone was accounted for at tax time. Mary and Joseph traveled the 90 miles to Joseph's family's town of Bethlehem by donkey and on foot in Mary's ninth month of pregnancy. They arrived and found that people coming into town from all over had taken all the rooms. It's almost inconceivable that Joseph's family wouldn't have found some place for them, but the out-of-wedlock pregnancy had shamed the family. It was not likely that there was no room for them at the inn, but that there was no room for them at the inn or anywhere else with the family. They find some shelter in an enclosure for animals and Having no place to put her baby, Mary wrapped him in tight bands of cloth and laid him in the container from which the animals ate. I spent a semester studying in Israel when I was in college. I was there the first semester, so I was able to spend Christmas in Bethlehem, the birthplace of Jesus. The students in our group were all excited about this, as were thousands of other people from all over the world who were also wanting to spend Christmas in Bethlehem. We went on Christmas Eve. Bethlehem is in Palestine, not Israel, today. There had been violence between Palestinians and Israelis, so we had to purchase a special permit to visit Jerusalem and board special buses in order to get there. When we arrived at Manger Square, outside the Church of the Nativity, a place we toured before but where we now wanted to worship, the scene was controlled chaos. Armed soldiers patrolled everywhere. Crowds flowed elbow to elbow, tripping on souvenir setups where prices had at least doubled for the occasion. Children went around selling hard-boiled eggs for a dollar. All the food prices had been jacked up. Tourists far from home and their social constraints were chugging alcohol and vomiting in the square. We were surrounded by a tower of Babel, rush of languages everywhere we went, most of which we hadn't heard before and didn't understand. There was such a crush of people that we never got close to the church, much less worship there. We left disappointed that Christmas in Bethlehem was nothing like we expected. Until the next morning, Christmas morning, when the pastor at the Lutheran Church in Old Jerusalem preached about how he, too, after spending his first Christmas in Bethlehem, had been disappointed until it dawned on him that 
His experience was closer to what had happened at the time of the first Christmas than the experience of Christmas for most people today. Somehow, Christmas has gotten conflated with cute kids in their bathrobes, unrestrained spending, weird social costumes, unrealistic expectations, the trying to please everybody, winter decorations where there is no winter, nostalgia for idealized Christmases past, a tree slaughter, and so on. And the long period of commercial preparation ends on Christmas Day, and then it's done. Really done. The Christian Church, however, starts the Christmas season on Christmas Eve and celebrates it for 12 whole days until January 6th, the day of the Epiphany. So now we get Christmas pretty much all to ourselves. There's no more holiday stress. The long nightmares of excess and expectations are over. Now comes the Christmas blessing. How might we spend this time by actually celebrating Christmas? Here are seven simple suggestions. 1. Open your heart and allow God to make or renew you as a new person. 2. Spend some time in grateful prayer. 3. Take some time to read the Christmas story at the beginning of Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John in your Bible this season. 4. Talk with your family and or friends about the old, old story and how it has changed you. 5. Show others about how grateful you are for the birth of Jesus in your life through acts of giving and love. 6. Leave your Christmas decorations up and lighted until January 6th. 7. Help someone else find their true self in the name of Jesus. In the second chapter of Luke, beginning at the first verse, we read, In those days the decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in this in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, 
glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Welcome to the season of Christmas. Today, let's remember to pray for the leaders of our government and of our church. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.